Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. This is an exciting one-shot where I, Johnny, am playing Blondie. And I, Jeffrey, am playing Graham T. And this is Jerry playing Soren Wade. And my name is Jordan, and I am playing Scorpus, the Time Cops, Total Beefcake, Theodore, and Demetrius. <laughs> Patrick, <I'll say laughs> Theodore and uh, Bill S. Preston and Theodore Logan. Yes, Bill S. Preston and Theodore Logan. Are those the Time Cops? <laughs> Where's Rufus? So previously, we had a little bit of a time jump where... Our innate time traveler went forward 15 minutes and he came across an utter total problem. <laughs> the scene of utter chaos. Utter chaos, where the Chromis 3000, a small time ship, had been knocked over on its side and was now on, in flames. The other time ship was gone. The cops were coming and nobody else was around except him. <laughs> Oh, no. That's not how I pictured things going. <laughs> That's exactly how you pictured things going. You're the one who said it. <laughs> you asked me what I saw, not what I wanted to see. Well, you got your result. All right. So I'm dangling on the outside of a ship that's going up into space. Mm-hmm. And inside oh. the ship is nobody who knows anything about technology. <laughs> I'm gonna get all the comms to the ship's channel and start talking into it. Say, Soren, can you hear me? Blondie, are you on the ship? I'm on the outside of the ship. Listen very carefully to what I tell you to do. Hold on, let me strap Beefcake down. No, what I have for you to do is of more importance than that right now. Well, I don't think he should be roaming our ship. He's gonna put him in here. I don't think he's going to be roaming very long. Just listen, I need you to push a button for me. And listen which button. It is a green button that has five straight sides on it. Do you see that button? All right, you lost me at green. Which one's green again? Not red, not yellow, not purple. The one that looks like the grass and the trees. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and... Johnny, uh, go ahead and make me a roll in mechanics because you're trying to you're trying to catch your breath as the atmosphere is thinning out. Yeah. Wow, that's a quick ascent. All right, I got a uh, what's that? Eleven. You needed a fifteen. Oh my! God. You're starting to pant. You're starting to have a hard time breathing, and you oh. just lost a die. You push the green button. All right, I guess I'm rolling my curiosity. Yeah. Oh, boy. You're in the cockpit, right? Yes. Okay. I got a three. You want to pump it? Sure. 
I'm going to take from Alien Ability. Sounds good. I bumped it to a four. <laughs> I'm a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the green button is located right next to the control yoke. You're on the opposite side of the cockpit, looking at the right next to the door. He well, might need some more directions. Yeah. The green button with five sides next to a lever. Beefcake sees him counting on his fingers. One, two, three, four, five, five. And now tracing buttons on the console he was standing in front of. One, two, three, four, no. One, two, three, no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, a lever, and pulls the lever. <laughs> he has no idea what that lever does. Uh, please roll irrationally curious. Okay, a six. Hey. So you never moved from one location to the other. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> so that's the one that turns on and off the, the gravity, the artificial gravity. <laughs> so now you're feeling the full pull of the ascension G's. <laughs> uh, he's going to try and put it back because obviously he doesn't think that's it if he's starting to feel that way. Okay. You learned your lesson. You have five minutes until you pass out, Johnny. You start hearing static come over the, the intercom. Chronomic Tourism Incorporated ship. Please return to planet. Who, who is that? The uh, uh, ship's comms. Do I, can I hear it over my comms? Yes, you can. All right. I respond. I'm trying to talk him through that. Please identify. My name is Blondie. Do you know where the green button is? <laughs> you sound like a little kid show. <laughs> Beefcake is like, turn around, turn around. <laughs> I don't know what a button is, but I know what's green. Turn around. He turns around and looks at, at Beefcake. He's like, oh, your face is kind of green right now. <laughs> Not at me. Do you see that thing that looks like a U? A U. <laughs> Down across and then up again. He kind of traces a shape with his fingers. Okay. Do you see that? Uh, I'm assuming you would be talking about the yoke. Yes. Yeah. Go to it. All right. He goes over to, like, there's more buttons over here. Yeah, he's, he's counting on his fingers again and he sees, uh, he's like, oh, this one looks like the moss on the tree. Yes. And he's gonna push that button. That should change the sound of the engines. Okay, yes, it does. Push lever. There's another one. Well, how many, yeah, how many levers are, are on that console? There's one right next to the button. All right, yeah, so if, if it was right next to the button, then he would push the lever. That should start bringing the ship down. You feel a sudden, like, precipitous, <laughs> and the nose of the ship just points straight towards the ground. Oh, my gosh. It shouldn't do that. <laughs> so how does that feel inside the cockpit? Well, you start to feel a little queasy as you look at the ground coming straight at you. I'm pan starting to panic here. Okay. Um, Slowly pull back lever. You just told me to push it. Slowly pull back 
All right, he slow, slowly pulls it back. We should be leveling out now. Yes, for the moment you are leveling out. That's fine. As long as we can stay level and keep circling the globe at this altitude, I'll be fine. I can talk him through the next step. SS Starship, this is temporal law enforcement. Why have you not yet complied? The man inside doesn't know what he's doing. Do you have an unlicensed individual operating a starship? Unfortunately, yes. I'm trying to stop him. I'm stuck on the outside of the ship right now. And how did he get stuck on the inside? Ran inside and started pushing buttons. You can just tell from the exasperation in the Time Cop's voice that he's not really thrilled with this particular situation. Well, neither am I. I wonder why. He's like, we're going to have to talk to our higher-ups about maybe a, uh, an audit of chronometorism, but we're going to deal with that later. Uh, let's make sure that you get to a safe location. That's my goal. All right, back over to the ship channel. Soren, I need you to grab the lever with both hands and twist it slowly, turn it slowly to the left side that is toward the side where Bram usually sits. Okay. He's going to do that. And the ship should start to roll just a little bit. And when it gets to the point where I'm basically on top of the ship, I want to tell him to stop. Stop. Yellow. Good. No. <laughs> what? <is the> yellow. <laughs> what does the yellow button do? I know. I want the yellow button to do. If you haven't guessed, this was one of my character inspirations when creating this character was Kronk. Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help but take advantage of the screen share. So he hits the yellow button. What does the yellow button do, Jordan? Did you tell him to hit the yellow button? Did I told him to stop the turn. And before he had told me yellow means stop. Let me decide. <laughs> It's the windshield fluid. <laughs> Why would a spaceship have windshield fluid? It doesn't have windshield fluid. No, um, that is the emergency notification button. It jettisons the black box. It sends out a beacon for chronomic tourism. You know, so this is the, we failed completely. Please send help. Well, we're almost to that point, yeah. basically. Probably. Not a bad thing. Well, you stopped the rotation, which is all I cared about at that point. I, I didn't even know you pushed that button. Until you see this box fly past just flying from the underside of the ship. <laughs> what? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Now, come back to the door. Okay. He goes to the loading bay door. Oh, I thought you were just going to go to the cockpit door. It's not that dumb. Now, open the door for me. All right. He has seen that button pushed many times, so he pushes yes. the button. Okay. Door should open, and since I'm on top of the ship now, even though it's inside the ship, I can go inside. All right, you managed to get inside the ship. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dead. Yet. But I go to the cockpit of the ship. Okay. Sounds good. You go into the cockpit, and you see Beefcake strapped down. He hasn't yet figured out how to undo a safety harness. 
which is probably a good thing. Strapped into. Uh, well, he's strapped into the only one that Soren really cares about, which is his little play area. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, he strapped him into his seat. Okay, I get in the uh, captain's seat, uh, level the ship out, and I get on the radios. Just say, the idiot is not in control anymore. You just called Soren an idiot. How could you? He has feelings. Yep, all three of them. <laughs> Hungry, sleepy, and happy. Do they respond to my call? They do. They basically say that they'll deal with you once they've apprehended Scorpus. Okay. So uh, I go find a safe place to land that's nowhere near here. Okay. That's not too hard to do. There's a, there, there, it's a wide open area. And then I tell Soren to start looking for specifically shaped items in the storage compartments to start repairing parts of the ship. All right. Sounds good. Ram. Yes. What are you doing? Waiting for the time police to show up. They were approaching uh, once you popped back into the time stream. So it's not that long of a wait. All right. So I guess they land and I'm like, well, I had Scorpus in custody, but he escaped. So he's still at large. Yeah, but he should be in the vicinity somewhere. I can show you where his ship used to be at. Isn't this his ship right here? Yeah, but we moved it because my ship's mechanic is a jerk. I don't know where he is. I think we located him. Oh, good. Do you know where they're at? No, we figured we would help. We would deal with Scorpus first and then let them sort themselves out. Oh, okay. Well... I'm here to be as helpful as I can. Are you going to lock me up or? <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> we can lock you up. Or am I just getting fined? Even a rod. Oh, gosh. Even. Even. Yay. So what do you want? Do you want to get fined or do you want to get locked up? I'd rather be fined. You may be fined. That's probably covered by your by the company insurance anyway. Yep. <laughs> Drive your parents bankrupt. Not normally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a regular thing? I said not normally. I mean, it's not a super normal thing, but it has been known to happen from time to time. It is part of a standard tourism package that, you know, you have like anti-kidnapping insurance and that kind of thing. So... So you don't know where Scorpus is. You have his ship. I can show you guys where the ship used to be. He said that something about, uh, you know, people delivering virgins to him so he could eat them or something. I don't know. But we can probably track him from there. All right, fine. You go ahead and you fly this ship to that spot, and we'll follow in our ship. Can, can, you, can you help me put the fire out? Sure. They go ahead and they, uh, they spray it down with fire suppressant, you know, and then, and then clean that off. Thanks. I climb in. Ooh, it smells terrible in here. All right. Piloting. I rolled a 14. Okay. So you are able to pilot 
the ship, it's not going to leave atmosphere again without some major overhauling. So um, you're going to need the SS Starship to be able to to get it anywhere after this. But you know, you you can make small in atmosphere trips. So as you're flying, comms channel starts beeping. Hello. Who is, uh... is it you, Scorpus? I haven't heard from you in a while, sweetie. Um, hello? Hello? I don't know how this magic works. Who is this? Scorpus is your girlfriend. Rachetta Skank. <laughs> <laughs> um, the owner of this ship. Um, my name is... Brent. Do you mean the magic hut? What? Yes, the Magic Hut. Uh, no, honey, that the Scorpus is the owner of the Magic Hut. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're not Scorpus. Where's my uh, cuddly poo? Bye, and we, we can we can try and find him. I'm looking for Scorpus. He can't be lost. He'd be in his Magic Hut. He never really leaves. He just waits for us to come. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I guess he's out using the bathroom or something. <laughs> I landed back where it was. <laughs> he better not be trying to get his own virgins. That's my job. Okay. Um, I, I think we can cancel that order. Um, no need for for virgin sacrifices anymore. Um, What's Scorpy Poo gonna eat? He's gonna eat whatever they serve him in prison. <laughs> Scorpy ain't going to prison. He told me he'd never go back. <laughs> Well, if he's not going to prison, then he's probably going to die. Don't say that! Well... <laughs> You're going to make me cry! Uh, I'm sorry. It's going to be dead, It's going to be okay. He's a little scorpion in my life. He's so sweet. <laughs> and you say he's gonna die, or he's gonna go to prison. And what does that leave, little Rochetta's cake? It's because he eats people. <laughs> he needs to eat people. I mean. <laughs> When we tried to offer him horses, he said that the hair got stuck in his teeth. Put <laughs> the hair off. <laughs> That's a simple solution. You're, you're just an awful human being. Well, I'm not really a human being, so... You're not? Nope. I'm not. <laughs> uh, you, you can you can uh, swing on by the magic hut and check out what's going down, I guess. And you promise we're going to find Scorpy, right? Yep, yep, we're gonna find him. <laughs> He's gonna be safe. Sounds like you're gonna need to convince Rochetta. Clumsy? <laughs> yeah, you are kind of clumsy about this. Eight. Mm-hmm. One. Rochetta of Skank is convinced. She's not very bright, so. Hey, now. That's Scorpy's girlfriend you're talking about. 
Exactly. Could could you bring some vegetables? I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> Garpy doesn't eat vegetables. He's not human. Why would you eat vegetables if you're not human? I'm a different kind of not human. I'll bring some olives. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you make it back to the hill where Scorpius had originally parked the magic hut. Yes. So I get up and help the police look for tracks, I guess. You could always help the police, like, maybe find some DNA scrapings in the Chromis 3000. And oh, then <laughs> you don't even want to see the molting room. Ugh. No, I don't. So, yeah, I helped the police look for DNA scrapings for tracking them down and whatnot. Because we're from the future where they have that kind of stuff. Yes. So, while you're searching, while you get that together. So, inform the time police that there's a human coming to the quote-unquote magic hut who delivers the virgin sacrifices to Scorpius. Scorpy. <laughs> quote-unquote Scorpy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they're they're using nicknames now. Apparently. <laughs> we we gotta get the uh the communicator back from from them. You're saying that he he's not only is he use, using virgins for a food source, he's uh, he's passing on future technology to primitive humans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well that just put 15 years on a sentence and we can replay those 15 years over and over and over again because we're the temporal law enforcement. Yep. The great thing about serving sentence concurrently when you're, when you've done time crimes is you're in one cell for 15 years and then they send you back to the beginning of that time and put you in a different cell. And then they send you back again for the third concurrent sentence. And so you serve all three sentences at the same time, but it's all 45 years all put together. Time crimes, don't commit them. Well, now that Rachetta of Skank is on the way, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Rashomon, a land where spirits roam and witches rule. Three women are embroiled in a divine plot, and it is up to them to uncover why. Join the adventures of the Broadswords at thebroadswords.com. And we're back. So some DNA has been located, and the temporal law enforcement officers are rather pleased with your assistance. And outside of the fines, they, they probably aren't going to arrest you. We just got to be kind and helpful and... You know, people like you that way. Mm-hmm. So Rachetta of Skank shows up. So, uh, how you doing? I'm the uh, other not human. Oh my god, I love your fur. I could wear it for a suit. Um, I'm flattered, but I'm kind of wearing it, so I'm good. That's okay. I'm sure Scorpy will give it to me, just like he gave me this nice leopard. He calls it leopard. I've never seen a leopard before, but it looks amazing, don't you think? Sure. Looks great. 
So what can I do to help? Well, we're looking for him right mm -hmm. now. Do you have the little device that you talk to him with? Oh, you mean this? Yeah, that. I treasure this dearly. He says that once a day, I hold it up to the sun for 20 minutes, and his beautiful benevolence shines down upon it, and then he is able to cast his voice through it one more time. He's not really in it. I thought he was for a bit. No, yeah, he, he, he wouldn't fit. No, but look, it's got his face and my face next to each other on, uh, on, on this, this part right here that looks like a window. Yeah, but... Isn't he the cutest? He still wouldn't fit in. I'm amazed that I fit in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need that, unfortunately. No! This is yeah. mine. If you come near me, I hit you with my bag. Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to be hit, so I'll, I won't... I guess I won't come near you, but... Good! You could hand that over. That would be mm. great. It's mine. Well, here's the thing... It's mine. It wasn't his to give to you. It was mine to begin with. And I kind of need it back. Is it your face on this picture? Because it's his face. And it's my face next to his face. And that means it's mine. 99% of the law, he said, is possession. And I possess it. My face is in it. I'm in it. I possess it. Or is it possessing you? What? There's a demon inside of it that possesses you when your face is in it. Uh-uh. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Scorpio would never do that to me. I'm I'm his priestess, he said. I'm going to roll my clumsy to try to convince him of this. I rolled a four. Uh, you know what? I, I got to roll all four dice for her cliche of total suck-up. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> That's a 14. Well, dang. So, in the meantime, why don't we go ahead and cut back to the other ship, the SS Starship, with Beefcake and Blondie and Soren. All right. Soren is looking for parts for me, and I am uh, repairing what I can on the ship. Okay. I rolled a 15. Or repair. Okay. Uh, so you are able to get the ship in pretty good condition. I was able to fix everything but the temporal engine? That's correct. Yeah. And unfortunately, it looks like you're going to need the temporal conflator from the Chromis 3000 for that. During conflators? See, there, that, that's what the, the thing that actually crushes the t timelines together so that then you can pass through them. Yeah. It conflates everything together. I mean, I don't make the rules. You don't? <laughs> <laughs> then we're playing the wrong system. <laughs> all right, well, then once I have all the uh, appropriate repairs, I guess I head back to where the uh, Chromis 3000 was last at. So you mean the, the original site that you guys took off from? Yeah, where we took off from. Would you try communicating with me? No. <laughs> well, we would be able to track it. We tracked it before. Well, maybe once we got there and thought you were there, maybe. Yeah, well, you get there. It's not there. Eh, yeah, sure, I guess. Uh, I get on the horn, and uh, this is the SS Starship calling for the Promise 3000. Oh, hey, guys. I was wondering why you... Demon! Demon inside it! Yeah, 
is that? Uh, some wicked old lady that loves Scorpus. Okay, how can anybody love Scorpus? I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, yeah, we're going to need that temporal confabulator. <laughs> so, ask that lady if she, if she was giving any uh, presents from Scorpus that uh, looked like a blue glowy trophy. Well, you should come on over to where we had found Scorpus's ship before. Okay. I guess I'll turn to... What was her name again? Rachetta of Skink. Hey, hey, Rachetta, could you answer something for me real quick? What is it, Squally? Um, there's this blue glowy thing. Did he happen to give that to you? Blue glowy thing. Yeah, it's about this tall, about this wide, kind of crystally looking, like a big gemstone. Go ahead and roll clumsy. So your description just kind of makes her cock her head to the side. He's given us a lot. Do you know what the color blue is? (laughs) This is a legitimate question. Actually, it is because they believe that the color blue wasn't developed. It wasn't like identified until later in human development. And that's one reason why Homer always describes the seas as wine dark because they didn't have a color blue that like in their vocabulary. Yeah, indigo. Yeah, but indigo was very rare, especially in this part of the world. But there's the sky. But they don't know that it's blue, and a lot of times it's white from clouds. Yeah. It would be the same color as the sky. Um, is it kind of shiny? Yeah, kind of shiny. Like a lambent glow from the inside? Yes. We put it in the cave. What cave? Cave of Wonders. <laughs> Who dares disturb Rashetta's slumber? <laughs> you know, the, the cave where we prepare the virgins. Oh, that cave. No idea. Did you ever take Scorpy there? <laughs> <laughs> you broke the GM. <laughs> If we were playing a system with hero points, you'd get one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he, uh, he, he wanted to see it. I mean, he wanted to make sure that the altar was big enough. It might be where he is. It is possible, yeah. I'm, I mean, we could walk there, but it's a bit of a ways. That's fine. We, we can walk. I mean, you don't want to bring your magic hut or anything now, do you? Oh, you don't want to walk. Okay. I'm delicate. I'm a little flower. And I've walked all this way already today. Scorpy never made me walk back. He would always fly me there on his back. Okay. I'm sorry I don't have wings. And he said he could show me the world. (laughs) Yeah, just, just can we wait for a couple more people to show up and then we can, then we can all go there together and... And have a big party. Oh, we haven't had a party in a while. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? You know, eat lots of food and, you know, not kill virgins for once. Or, I, I, mean, I was with you until the last part. Well, we, we can forget about that part. We can just, you know, have a good big party, have lots of fun, you know, murder mayhem, blood. 
I like your thinking. All right, so the, the other ship shows up? Yes, the SS Starship shows up. Guys, come on. We're going to go find Scorpy, quote-unquote. Scorpy? You know, Scorpus. Oh, Scorpus. Where is he? I think he's in this cave where they prepare the virgins. Oh, yeah, that's a good place to check. Lead the way, Captain. All right, climb in, everybody. You can show me where this cave is, right? I don't know. I've never flown. Well, uh, I've never flown in a magic hut before. Well, it, it, you can see all the same things that you see from the sky normally. From Scorpy's back, you mean? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can give this a try. Okay. Go ahead and roll the fly the chip. All right. You're able to pilot the ship successfully. And Rachetta is most interested in everybody else. She, she talks to everybody and is rather disappointed that none of you are, none, and no one else has like fur. So you are able to go ahead and navigate to the mouth of the cave just fine. Awesome. Sweet. Let's go inside and see where Scorby is. Uh, first, we got to light a torch. Is there one nearby? Uh-huh. And here, you're tall. You carry it. She hand, hands it to Soren. Soren takes it and heads into the cave. And then Rachetta follows right after. Oh, I guess Blondie's going in so you can look for that uh, part. Bram T, I'm sure you don't really want to, much else to do with Rachetta at this point. Yeah, probably not. I'm going to hang back with the ship so that uh, if Scorpius tries to uh, get on, I can keep him off. Okay. So you go into the cave, and it's dark, and it's dank, and it goes deep, deep, deep underground. And Rachetta is talking the whole way <laughs> about how she met Scorpy, how she finds his scales lustrous, how he killed this leopard for her and gave it to her. He talks about taking her to his homeworld and making her a queen. Yeah, he told me he wasn't planning on going back there ever. Ah, that must have been a lie. He he tells stories sometimes, but he always tells the truth to me. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, how far down does this thing go? It goes pretty deep. It's a, it's a good 15 minutes of going through tunnels and, and everything like that, which is, you know, for a, for a cave system, that can go places pretty quickly. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get her to... Tell me whether or, or where the uh, conflorator is. The conflationer? She lets you know that it is hanging right above the altar. Flavoring for the, uh, for the meat. Flavoring? You've got to <laughs> age it just right. Yep. <laughs> you, you finally reach the, the sanctuary, I guess you could call it, for the cult of Scorpus. There's a uh, stone pillar in the middle, or like a, an altar that, that's made out of like stalagmites. It looks like they've been like cut off and re, replaced and then larger stones have been laid on top of the used to form a flat surface. The ceiling is really high. It's like 30 odd feet high. And hanging in the middle, casting this blue lambing light through the entire room is the uh, temporal conflationer. Okay. 
How clearly can I see what it's hanging on? It's actually kind of hard to see that. You might have to make a like a sharpshooter roll to use your superior vision to try and suss it out. Okay. I want to see. I want to look and see how it's hanging to see whether or not it's worth trying to shoot down without damaging it. Okay, sounds good. Eighteen. So it looks like it's suspended uh, by anti gravity in the air. It's not hanging from anything. So now I have to look for the uh, anti grab generator. Go ahead, Soren. Make me an animal handling roll. Animals? And you start hearing a slithering noise, like a rasping of scales against stone. We're gonna be like, shh, shh, everyone, quiet. What is it, honey? It's a quiet. I am being quiet. <laughs> Something is coming. Scales on the walls. Oh, Scorpie! Is that you, sweetheart? The rasping stops. I'm gonna shine the light in that direction. Okay. Two reflective eyes shine back at you, and you start to see some plumes of smoke. Soren's gonna chuck a spear. Okay. Sounds like combat. Sounds like combat. And I wanna pump. Okay. Yeah, you'll need it. Oh gosh. I'm gonna pull from animal handling. Oh yeah. 21. You beat me by one point. Yeah. Good thing you pumped. Yeah, I know. Scorpius is going to go ahead and respond in kind. He's going to try and fire breath Soren. Oh my goodness. 20. I got a six. Dragon Prince hey. is down by one. I've, I've rolled three sixes both, time, both times I've rolled. So. Jesus. I know. You're rolling like me. Uh-huh. All right. Blondie is shooting with a pump from Stinky Strategist. 25. Oh my gosh. I roll a 10. Go ahead and describe the hit on uh, Scorpius. Right on the muzzle. Ooh. So he goes to blow fire and... He chokes on it because he got hit in the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like dragon blood all over the place. Right. All right. Top of the round. Soren. I mean, he has a second spear. He's going to chuck it. And eh, not as good. 13. Five. So he's down to one. He is going to go ahead and try and fly out and grab Blondie with his claws and then drop him from the, the height of 30 feet. He's going to take two from regenerative limbs to pump that to three. What would you like to roll, Blondie? I'll shoot him. You're going to shoot him while he while he charges at you. Yeah. Ten. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So, so go ahead and describe to us how you take out Scorpus. Okay. So he's jumping at me, wings extended, lays down to grab me. I shoot straight at belly, and it goes through the belly and out the back. There's a single scale that is missing from his yeah. t- stomach. 
You feel like Bard of Dale. Yes, Bard of Dale. <laughs> Except Are with you? a six shooter. You feeling Lunky Punk? Scorpy. Scorpy. Scorpus. <laughs> crumples to the ground. He falls to the, the floor and his head smashes down on the altar. He's like, ah! And you can just see like steam and blood and, and such start pouring out of him. What did Rochetta of Skank do when uh, we killed Oh, she's, she's just heartbroken. She's thrown her body onto the head of Scorpius and they started wailing. And she pulls a stone dagger out from underneath a lip of the altar and she stabs herself into the heart, screaming, You're my only love! <laughs> There's a lot of weeping and wailing. So, always be the killer, Scorpion! Uh, the altar, does the uh, conflict later start falling? Uh, go ahead and roll a engineering roll for that to see if that happens. 13. We'll go ahead and say that it starts descending. The anti-grav pylon that was holding it up was actually located inside the altar. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> so you're able to grab it, take I it back. I grab it and out. Take it back to the ship. You're not going to grab Scorpus? No. Until the cop stays in there. I can't take the dead body back to his parents. Sure you can. <laughs> not in, go out with my life. <laughs> so you grab the conflationer, you return to this SS starship. Go ahead and make an engineering check to see if you can get that installed easily. I rolled a uh, 14 to stick the part back in. and You're able to get it into place, but it, it's going to it's a job meant for multiple people, at least two people, one to hold it in place and one to attach everything together. But it doesn't sound like you took Soren with you. Nope. I'm on so, the ship. Yeah. yeah, Bram is on the ship there. So You're go okay. ahead and call Bram and make another engineering roll and see if you can Bram. get everything. I'll be uh, wire this thing in place. All right. So, I mean, Soren wouldn't have stayed in the cave. Oh, Soren's coming with you? Yeah, I mean, he's not staying in the cave. Okay. On his way out, though, collect as many of the things that look like they came from the ship. Well, I failed that roll. What'd you get? I got an eight. And did you get any sixes? Nope. No. No. Okay. It was a ten, boys. It was a ten. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you go ahead... Soren, you're coming in and you're seeing these two chuckleheads trying to wrestle something into place <laughs> and they're not able to do it right. So why don't you go ahead and see if you can lend a hand? All right. With curiosity? Yeah. Hey guys, can I help? Uh, nope, I got a four. Oh, Soren. Do you want to go ahead and give it another shot? Yeah, I'll give it another shot. I might as well boost it. Pump it up. Ah, much better. I got a 13. Okay, you're able to finally get the conflationer hooked back in after doing a quick check of the tech manual and you know following the steps that are listed there with the appropriate amount of people and the appropriate appropriate tools. Yep. Yay! And this was in the this was in the SS Starship, not in the uh, the Chromus 3000. Chromus 3000 is in the hold already. Okay. It just makes sense to put it in the hold when we met up together at the clearing. I'm assuming that, uh, Bram T, you've already no notified the temporal law enforcement that the corpse of Scorpus is in the cave. 
Yes. Give them, giving them the coordinates. And they should look for a communicator on the corpse of the lady. Rochetta of Skank. Rochetta of Skank. <laughs> I give them my, uh, my information for the reward. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And you are able to go ahead and start, uh, go make up a, a piloting role to see if you can get out of atmosphere just fine. Make sure all your buttons are still there in the cockpit. <laughs> They're still there. Destroy any buttons. Oh yeah, we still have a guy that says tied down in there. Yeah, you still have beefcake tied in. We should drop him off somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Or sometime. Dun dun dun. <laughs> no, I rolled a eighteen. Okay. Yeah, you're able to take off just fine. Leave uh, beefcake in his own time frame, or do you want to? Yeah, we'll leave him in yeah, a we'll time frame, just not as close to his village as he would like. Okay. Poor St. George is going to have to work his way home. Yep. But you know he's going to take credit for what happened. Oh, yeah. Of course. If he makes it back alive. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking like several days journey. Yeah, I, oh, I got you. But you're, you, you do drop him off, and you are able to get out of atmosphere. And then boom, the SS Starship heads back to the future. Oh, there you go, guys. Rhesus, the everything RPG. Time travel. It's your chocolate and your peanut butter coming together. Yum. To tell the story of St. George and the Dragon like never told before. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a skank. Rashad of Skank was based off of Snooky. <laughs> so, did you enjoy the system? I did. Yeah, the system is is uh, got some unique aspects to it. I like that you can on the pumps you can choose what you want to take from. Yeah, do some strategizing as you do it, and that's why I did when I used the pump on the ship. It's like ah, I'm probably not going to try and open a black hole on the ship. So I'm going to pull it from my uh, alien ability. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That makes sense. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the uh, flexibility of it. and You can do a lot with this system. I've heard uh, of people running full campaigns, other people just doing like a... I, I, I don't know how, how it would work for a full campaign based on how we usually run full campaigns. Our full yeah. campaigns are a lot more serious. This lends it to more off-the-cuff kind of fun shenanigans Oh, yeah, it's more camp. I mean, it even says in the rules that it's a campy system. Sort of like yeah. uh, Fate Accelerated. Yeah. Lighthearted, just crazy fun. Uh, that's yes. what I felt like this was as well. Part of that especially is because I tried to pick a character that was sort of out of place, that was just there because I guess the owners felt sorry for him. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I appreciated that. I, I was kind of hoping that there would be one fish out of the water character. So, which is a character that I usually don't play. Usually my characters are like, ah, I know exactly what I'm doing. And they've got a, yeah. plan, they've got a strategy. And yes, well, normally I'm the foil. Let me switch it up and do something different. And one shots are good for that. Yeah. Jeff, I, if I was going to give an award for role playing tonight, it would definitely be to you for <laughs> your, uh, your role playing with uh, Rochetta Skank. <laughs> <laughs> also, that one moment. It was when we were at had both ships at the original landing site, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Jeff, 
Jeff's got to choose something to do. I was like, Jeff, you should go forward in time. <laughs> and he had the same thought. Yep. And you said, as soon as you started to speak, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. And it created a awesome moment. I thought it was really cool with your character, like being able to jump forward in time. And then that added new things because it's like, oh, well, we've got time machines, but then we also have a character who can do it. So like the whole spaceship getting broken up into thirds was, was just absolutely that bonkers. Was, yeah. That was really bonkers. Yeah, it was. Especially. I'm very impressed that such a technology exists for it to come apart so easily and go back together so easily. Lego ships, they're a thing. Well, I mean, we don't know how far in the future this, so. This was actually my thinking was that uh, Soren's character was actually from way in the past somewhere. Yeah. Which is why he has no idea about technology and they transported him way into the future. Oh my gosh. I appreciated the diversity of the characters. Diversity we had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, how much more diverse can he get than a squirrel man? Yeah, we've seen them before. <laughs> in Star Wars. We didn't even hit all the points in the rule book. Oh, no. Things we could do. Oh, yeah. No, there's tons we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to get all of like the advanced rules in for a setting without getting too crazy. I think, Jordan, you were the only one that did the double pump, and you did that once. Yeah, I did a double pump once. It failed horribly, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like some of the character advancement stuff, like the lucky breaks. Yeah. You create, instead of spending dice, like on cliches, you can spend like a dice or two, a die or two on um, lucky breaks, and then you can use those at, at certain points to get extra extra abilities and extra power on your rolls so that's pretty cool so but yeah it's a um it's a fun system i would definitely keep this like downloaded on my phone if i was going to a like a, a party or something because I, I i feel like this scenario yeah. was a lot throw of fun together. it's something you can throw together very easily very quickly and you can improvise on the fly yeah yeah um and since i already have a one shot written for it i can go oh yeah sure we can play that just get some six-sided dice and let's go yeah for that matter, for a game like this, you could download a dice roller. Yeah, you could. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this Rhesus Bone Throwers one shot. Uh, this is, again, a system that I've wanted to try for a while. It's just uh, fitting it in with all the other systems that you want to try. It, it gets a little difficult. But, uh, you know, we've, we had a, a little bit of a break because we're in between main campaign seasons and also quarantine means that we can't get together too much so we just have to see what the future holds but uh and for now this has been a good stopgap. Mm -hmm. thank you very much and everybody i hope you all have a good one thank you very much for listening thank you for listening to bone throwers theater we are releasing this podcast under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported license that means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.